You're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, where it is 6.30 and time for Gray Matters. Well, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Uh, Our building is surrounded by orange bags, so Jim may be here shortly. Part of that is the uh, infamous art fair that's coming up. And just to remind listeners and other interested folks, uh, the townie party is going on as we speak. Fubar is the headliner. I see them from time to time down at uh, Happy Hour, at the corner of First and Huron, on Friday nights. And Randy Tessier and folks always put on a great show. Randy, of course, the original bass player in George Bedard and the Kingpins. So, they have all kinds of booze and food and beverages and children's uh, activities. So, head down to the Ingalls Mall. Uh, The rain has gone around Ann Arbor as usual. Clouds looked a little dark to the north of us, but yeah, I heard the warnings for Oakland County and Livingston. So, we're south of that. Anyway, uh, south uh, of that, and uh, (laughs) mentioning the word FUBAR, that, of course, is a military acronym that we need not go into. Uh, You can use your imagination, but it's uh, probably apropos of this recent uh, trip abroad by Donald Trump. Um, Wow, it's kind of hard to know where to begin. Uh, I actually heard his uh, BBC interview a couple of days ago when he did an impromptu news conference following the NATO meetings, and uh, he reiterated at that conference that he was a genius, a very stable genius. I don't know if he added those those adjectives, but uh, it was a remarkably bad performance. Uh, He sounded a little bit like Don Rickles on Quaaludes, and I think that this news conference today in Helsinki probably had some of the same factors. Uh, We're talking about senior moments here, and we're talking probably about the worst performance by a president on a foreign trip, maybe in American history. Um, The only question at this point is, uh, is Donald Trump... The Manchurian candidate. Did he meet his handler in Vladimir Putin? Well, time will tell. But I think uh, I don't think Trump should count on Vladimir Putin appearing as a character witness if there ever is a trial or an impeachment. Uh, I don't think it's going to help him much. As for the notion that uh, Russian interference in the last election didn't occur, that's pretty well established that it did. Uh, this was a manipulation of uh, social media and attempted hacking into computer systems, voter databases. We even know that Donald Trump uh, used uh, <clears throat> the Democratic Convention to actually openly invite Russia to hack. And when he went back today in Helsinki into the 33,000 e- 33, emails of Hillary Clinton, uh, I just... I don't know when this guy's going to give up on that one. He is the president of the United States. Russian relations uh, are not the worst they've ever been. Uh, I think there's been 
some problems because of Putin's behavior. But for Trump to uh, call the European allies foes, number one foe, number one foe. Um, yeah, he, he 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 had to keep the insults going uh, regarding NATO, and I thought Merkel basically had the right approach. She listened to him and then ignored him and just sort of said, "Why don't you go do your dance in the corner and stand on your head?" Uh, we made an agreement. We're going to increase spending by the year 2024. See you later, alligator. And, of course, maybe the really big interesting story of the week that the mainstream media probably didn't cover quite as uh, sufficiently as it should have were the deals that were made in China and between China and the automakers of Germany. Um, I don't want to make predictions here, but... I wouldn't be surprised if we see quite a number of the German automakers exiting the United States within a decade. Car production, by the way, is a very complicated um, enterprise. I think I heard once that it takes five years for a design, you know, drawn up by an engineer here. You've and got there. to retool everything. Yeah. You, you, you're starting from scratch again with each new design in manufacture. Yeah, I mean it's a complicated process. Round up. And and of course automobile companies have to uh, make predictions about the future and gas prices and manufacturing issues and Donald Trump is trying to disrupt the uh, global supply chain uh, for no good end. There's just no reason to be doing this at this point. Uh, the global economy is actually doing quite well without Donald Trump. <clears throat> And he's trying to wreck everything. You know, I've heard this thing called the wrecking ball crew. But <clears throat> we know that Donald Trump is compromised by the uh, Soviets, by the uh, Russians. Oh, it's after today, it couldn't be more clear. Yeah. And there's no other, no, absolutely no other uh, rationale or explanation for the kind of behavior that was demonstrated today in Helsinki by an American president. Well, you wonder if maybe... Angela Merkel wore a Queen of Diamonds costume <laughs> at the NATO meeting. You wonder. Why don't you pass the time playing some solitaire? Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, the Manchurian candidate, the, the Siberian candidate, the Crimean candidate. The entire enterprise couldn't have gone worse. And let's face it, I mean, they, they have. Pretty well-documented evidence, and this is what Mueller's looking at. Mueller is looking at the technicalities here. He's following the money. He's following the connections, the international uh, computer uh, connections and financial connections. You know, I just finished a book uh, about three or four weeks ago called The Road to Unfreedom by uh, Timothy Snyder, a very famous uh, young historian who's written a lot of stuff about World War II. And he has kind of three parts to the book. One of the, the major parts of the book is, is Ukraine, basically the subtitle of The Road to Unfreedom, which is obviously a play on uh, Hayek's uh, Road to Serfdom, uh, is Russia, Europe, and America. And in the book, he, he, he does a, a very interesting explanation for what really happened in the Ukraine, which we don't need to go into right now. 
But <clears throat> there'll be plenty of time to talk about the Ukraine a little bit later when the Manafort trial starts up. <laughs> exactly. He made numerous trips there. But here are a couple of interesting quotes. Donald Jr. Trump said in 2008, Russians make up a disproportionate cross-section of a lot of our assets. We see a lot of money pouring in from Russia. Russia, by the way, was pouring oligarchs, were pouring money into Trump Tower. And uh, into the golf courses, uh, the one in Scotland, for example, Turnbetty. Turnbetty. Where he took refuge when the good people of London... Uh, were less than enthusiastic about his arrival and stay there, uh, is a sinkhole uh, of millions and millions of dollars. It's a losing proposition. He paid cash for it. No one really knows where the cash came from. Maybe there's, there's a few theories. Yeah, a few theories. And, oh, by the way, you can spend the night in the lighthouse for $1,600. Um, that that would be a very ex interesting experiment. But I, I would suggest that if you do, uh, read Virginia Woolf that night <laughs> to the lighthouse. To the lighthouse. Uh, that's what Donald Trump Jr. said uh, back in 2008. Of course, he met with Russians in uh, June of 2016. He's the I love it guy. And uh, Snyder goes into this interesting component of how uh, the Russians groomed Trump. They created and transformed essentially a failed real estate developer, as he puts it, into a recipient of their capital. Um, this made him be able to portray himself on TV as a successful capitalist, a businessman. We know about his documented bankruptcies. And, I mean, let's face it, just on the face of it, it should have been clear from that TV show thing what successful and serious businessman has the time to take off from the activities and engagements of business to be on a TV show in the first place. Right. I well, mean, that should have been the clue that this guy's not really a businessman at all. No, and he's uh, in need of more medication. That's about all you can say about that. And uh, Trump, yeah, his performance was just unbelievable. Um, the interview with the son, incredible. Um, son, the son, by the way, a Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch, yeah. Own newspaper. And then when he tried to soft pedal the uh, son interview the next day, when he's actually in the presence of Theresa May, the recipient of some of his abuse, who might have also been dressed up as the Queen of Diamonds. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, when he's sitting there, uh, Clown Pants is trying to soft pedal the interview, uh, saying that parts of it, well, that, that I didn't say that, but there was a tape that you could listen to online. Exactly. Or you could hear him say it. Yeah. So, I mean, he thinks whether or not the extent to which thought is actually involved in this reflexive maneuver of him to just say things aren't that are very clearly demonstrably so, uh, maybe this is some sort of, you know, Brain malfunction. Yeah, I mean, his, his, it, he basically said, I didn't say what I said. Yeah, you, you can't wish <laughs> what happened away. We'll have to uh, put, put that one on, on Mount Dimmore. Dimmore. <clears throat> it should be a, uh, a Although I suspect public the flight to back Trump. from Helsinki has Mike Pompeo and John Kelly wishing they could undo uh, what has been said. That might be difficult, and, and of course there are lots of rumors, by the way, that Kelly is uh, 
going to be leaving relatively soon. He apparently made some sort of commitment to work as chief of staff for one year. And how bizarre that Trump would uh, hire uh, Bill Shine of Fox. This was his first uh, full tilt. uh, I'm the guy on the communications team program this trip. Yeah. And great start. Great start. Yeah. He was the uh, companion in uh, covering up sexual harassment for Roger Ailes and what what he's even doing in the White House is, is um, <clears throat> well, a wonder to human civilization. So, yes, the motorboarding of Merkel and May didn't work. Didn't work for Stormy Daniels very well either. She was in the news briefly. Falsely arrested. <laughs> but she was involved apparently in some motorboarding with some Ohio's finest... <laughs> we're just in here making sure nothing inappropriate's happening. That's right. We're we're the vice squad. We're I the, think I'm having an inappropriate reaction. <laughs> we're the vice squad. Give us a break. What an incredible waste of uh, law enforcement resources. But I'm sure they enjoyed the mo- motorboarding session. Well, speaking of incredible wastes of resources, the nine-hour session in which Republicans hoped to Pummel uh, Peter Strzok. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, incessantly about the face, neck, and head. Uh, didn't go as they had planned. Uh, and in fact, I'm sure a number of Americans took great cheer in the fact that, well, there are good guys who work on our side. Uh, people, you know, he's obviously made some blunders, and the text messages uh, are uh, a disaster for him personally. But I think that you can, if you put it in the context, but real, I think he, it's, a, it's a romance. It's a kind exactly. of exactly. It's a it's, workplace romance. It's uh, pillow talk, right? To make the attempted arguments like when you said that it smelled funny, are you trying to say that Trump supporters smell bad? Well, no, that's not how metaphoric language no, works, no, dude. Yeah. When people, you wouldn't say it that way. They're so desperate to come up with some sort of a way to uh, prevent, thwart, halt, slow, delay, stop this investigation, which, based on the president's performance today, can only really lead us to the conclusion we're kind of all suspecting. Yeah, and it should be accelerated. But whenever you have Louis Gohmert uh, oh, trying boy. to act like a genius. And a moral out. moral paragon. Yeah. The stroke's response to that was spot on. Sure. The and question th- says more about you, good sir, than it does about me. I've already discussed this with my wife. Well, it, it it yeah, it sort of reminded me of the of the mid '90s when the, some Repu- well, the Republicans had just taken over control of the House and they uh, decided that they were going to try score political points, investigating David Koresh and the wacko oh, at Waco. Yeah, and the testimonies that came out of that on the and radio. The, were... the gaveling was fascinating as the chairman was trying to get a 14 year old uh, witness to sexual stop. abuse victim. Yeah, a sexual abuse yeah. victim from continuing to talk because they're i don't know their twisted gun control thing didn't work out too well but uh you know we what do, what do we have we have Manunchkin. here's another example of what a what a bad week it was for for uh, donald trump's actual presidency uh basically uh, testifying before congress on thursday he admitted that the china talks have broken down you know and we keep hearing Endlessly about Trump's. We hold all the cards. We hold all the cards. We're going to be tough. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. 
There are no deals. And, of course, Donald Trump peddling American armaments at the NATO uh, uh, meeting was was pretty insulting. Um, I would recommend that the United States cut its own spending for NATO um, because— Yeah, there are reforms that should and could be made to NATO— well, and the, the fact of the matter is, militarily, uh, they've only intervened twice. They they basically were the peacekeeping forces in the Yugoslavian wars in the, in the mid-90s uh, through, through Kosovo in 98, and they uh, participated in Article 5 following 9-11. It's really more what the alliance represents yeah. than an actual military bulwark at this point. And it's if you do have disagreements, it's like... Being on a sports team, if you have disagreements in the locker room, you hash it out there, uh, off privately to the side. You don't openly trash talk, you know, guys on your team to the media. Right. That's bad form and poor sportsmanship. And so, obviously, there's going to be disagreements and rough passages in any alliance. But to openly trash, uh, you know, Germany, England. France. Well, and plus predecessors Canada. as well, Pre previous presidents. I mean, I, you know, I've had policy disagreements with many of our previous presidents, but uh, let's face facts. NATO was created in the late 40s as part of the uh, Marshall Plan, part of the uh, NSC 68 uh, national security apparatus to get Germany into the Western economic orbit, so to speak. Germany, of course, was divided um, by World War II, and the Warsaw Pact came later, and it was a, clearly a response to the fact that Eastern European countries like Poland and Hungary and Bulgaria and Romania, Czechoslovakia, had put in uh, communist sympathetic governments to Joseph Stalin. Um, but it was part of the Marshall Plan, really. It was part of rebuilding Europe and reassuring uh, Europe in, in, a, in a kind of a realistic way um, that the United States was not simply going to abandon uh, Western Europe and that it was a reassurance that uh, we would be there if needed. Now, we Unlike had, after World War I, where America withdrew and isolationism. allowed isolationism uh, prevailed, and the tempest of World War II started almost immediately thereafter. And, of course, Trump's continuing uh, failure to understand the human migration problem is astonishing. Uh, let's face it, uh, Britain and France, for instance, have many um, <clears throat> immigrants, so to speak, that are in their country. They've been there for years because they were allowed to move there because... This That's colonials, mostly. Yeah, colonialism. Yeah. And, and of course, this is part of America's so-called immigration migration problem. The uh, global migration problem needs to be dealt with realistically. One of the reasons there was a massive increase in uh, human migrants uh, in 2015 was Putin went into Syria and started propping up Assad, massive bombings to support uh, Assad, and it was civilians that were fleeing. Turkey and Lebanon and Jordan have dealt with most of the refugees. Well, many of them just kept moving. And, of course, the, these human smugglers that are involved in uh, just outrageous criminal activity in moving people, extorting money, 
uh, abandoning people on boats in the in the Mediterranean, et cetera, et cetera. This needs a real solution of rational thinking about what to do, not nativist nonsense that Trump kept delivering uh, on this recent trip. It's remarkable. And, uh, of course, for him to attack the mayor of London, linking the mayor of London to terrorist attacks that have occurred in London is, is ludicrous. Well, he's a Muslim, you know. Yeah. And it's like, what are you talking about? I, the, the Europeans don't take pot shots at Trump when there are mass shootings here. They're not that stupid. They're not that, I don't know what the word is. It's, it's sort of oblivious to reality. Trump is clueless. He's tone deaf. And I think that the tone deafness kept repeating itself over and over on this Adventure in yeah. Helsinki, Brussels, and London, and Turnberry. As Betty Davis used to say, buckle up, everyone. It's going to be a bumpy night. It's going to be a bumpy night. And I ride. wonder, you know, this is just Monday. Uh, last week was crazy and busy and ending as it did on Friday with Rosenstein's announcements of the indictments of 13 more Russians, very mm-hmm. specific, detailed charges on how they did, what they did, their connections to Putin and the GRU. Which shows that the news is tightening, that this yeah. investigation is continuing forward. And for Giuliani to claim out and go, no Americans were involved. What's he talking about? What, has he forgot about Carter Page? Paul Manafort? George Papadopoulos? Yeah. Five Sam Clovis? Guilty, please. I mean, th- these people were, Michael Flynn, he was named National Security Advisor. <laughs> By Trump. And he was heavily involved in the campaign. Trump continues to deny that any of these people had any role in his campaign. It's remarkable. What will remain to be seen throughout as this week plays out is are any top level officials going to resign over this? Uh, To what extent will Republicans in the Senate and the House speak out about this or take action? Uh, There should be an investigation uh, into... How did this occur? What was the briefing that took place? Uh, there was probably a listening device in the room that uh, Clown Pants and, and Pootsie uh, met in. Uh, I wish that uh, oh, maybe good old John Kelly had slipped a recording device into, into Trump's jacket so oh. we could hear what went on in there. But the, 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 here's something to think about. Oh, Lordy, I, I hope there's tapes. I hope there's tapes. If Trump and Putin discussed how to discuss the collusion question, it, should it come up in the press conference in their private session, then Donald Trump, even if he's not guilty of collusion during the campaign, would be guilty of collusion in a cover-up mm-hmm. because he stood right there and said, well, I got Putin right here. And he says they didn't do it. So, yeah. uh, you know, American uh, intelligence analysis uh, is irrelevant. He, he it means nothing to me. He's my character witness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, and he's made a, an outstanding offer to uh, help Mueller investigate this whole thing. Right. We're going to work together on the project. I just hope that this becomes a, a window of opportunity for people. Uh, you know, I'm sure many listeners have uh, friends or family who have not spoken with friends or family members 
for months and months because of arguments and disputes. A good friend of mine's wife hasn't spoken to her own mother maybe once or twice since the election because she's a the mom is a hardcore Trumpster. Uh, Maybe this is a window for people to, you know, reach out to the family members and say, "Okay, um, you know, Ronald Reagan is worshipped as a god by the Republican Party. Uh, Would he have behaved this way with a Russian dictator if Obama had said or done what Trump said and did today? How would you react? It's, It's astonishing. And let's remember, by the way, that the Russians, of course, were involved. Uh, they created uh, an array of disguises on Facebook. Uh, they masked themselves. I love this as gun rights, rainbows, and puppies. Gun rights. Just as I was leaving uh, the house today, and by the way, if you're coming downtown, there's no parking in Ann Arbor. Every meter is bagged off. They've they've already. It's a little early for Hard Fair, uh, and they don't usually bag this many off, but they're all bagged off. But anyway, as I was leaving the house, there was breaking news that a Russian woman named Maria Butina uh, has been arrested in Washington D.C. She's accused of being a Russian spy. She was affiliated with uh, GRU efforts to cozy on into the NRA. For manipulative, you know, uh, purposes. And uh, this is, of course, one of the many tendrils of uh, Russian interference operations. Meddling is too mild a word. Uh, Why Russians should be interested in gun rights uh, is bizarre because they don't have any gun rights in Russia. So their use of the NRA here uh, is most curious and disturbing and we'll see what happens with this maria butina case and as for you know the the, the documented uh, role of uh, russia penetrating facebook uh snyder and i'll just quote from his book uh, the road to unfreedom notes that in 2016 this is tim snyder about a million sites on facebook were using a tool that allowed them to artificially generate tens of millions of likes thereby pushing certain items often fictions, into the news feeds of unwitting Americans. Russian intervention was the 470 Facebook sites planted and placed by Russia's Internet Research Agency, but purported to be those of an American political organization. Six of those had 340 million shares. The Russian campaign included 129 event pages, which reached at least... 336,000 people. Right before the election, Russian uh, placed 3,000 advertisements on Facebook and promoted them as memes across at least 180 accounts on Instagram. The researchers began to calculate that the extent of American exposure to Russian propaganda, Facebook deleted more of this data. This suggests that the Russian campaign was embarrassingly effective. Later, the company told investors that as many as 60 million accounts were fake. And this, of course, is related to the fact that Facebook, shortly after the election, deleted uh, 5.8 million accounts that were basically disguised as gun rights organization, LBGT, uh, uh, political groups and fake Black Lives Matters things. Puppies, yeah, <laughs> puppies. Putin looks kind of like a puppy. He's roly and poly. 
He's just a big old snuggle bear. And, of course, uh, Trump and the balloon. Yeah, the balloon. Yeah, what I was... <laughs> As soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, someone needs to do a reshoot on the Pink Floyd Animals album cover with the pig balloon floating by Battersea uh, Power Station. Yeah, exactly. With this new balloon. And we must ask the queen, did he get any pudding? <laughs> we oh. don't need no education. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, Pink Floyd. Uh, he didn't get any pudding, I'm afraid, after his performance. In England, uh, that a good caning was <laughs> more to the. That was uh, more to the point. Very bizarre. Uh, that whole British trip was just weird. <laughs> but Trump was out there waving at the crowd in Scotland at that Turnberry Golf Course. Incredible. Of course, America's got real problems. It's. Uh, <laughs> As I mentioned la uh, just last week, uh, opioid crisis. Anyone? Well, uh, there's that's that. <laughs> not going away. Trump, Trump has assured us he's a very stable genius once again. Uh, but we'll talk more about these Chinese moves in in uh, with the German auto companies and whatnot uh, next week. Uh, I've got a couple of other really amazing things that I think have been underreported as real American problems, not this. 33,000 missing Clinton emails. Give up the server, man. That's... I mean, how on how long is that going to last? Where's the server? It's like, who ate the strawberries? Who ate them? <laughs> Trump is... He's got those ball bearings in his hand, I think. Uh, Humphrey Bogart. You know, the cane oh, mutant. Oh, right, right. <laughs> who ate the strawberries? <laughs> of course, yeah. you know that the Queen, uh, Queen of England, loves strawberries and strawberries cream. Strawberries and cream. It's her favorite dish, I've been told. Anyway. Well, uh, we'll see what sort of uh, dishes get thrown about uh, this week in the kitchen of the White House. Uh, and, you know, what is the future of the Republican Party itself? Um, this is clearly two, maybe three parties uh, having a death blow uh, amongst each other. Uh, you'd think that some people would be ready to back away from that base and just say, whatever. Maybe we need to be a different kind of a thing now. Yeah, and and of course many statements today, but you wonder if there's going to be any actual action uh, taken. But uh, r remarkable statements from a lot of very high-ranking people uh, in the uh, U.S. government. It looks like we're coming up to the top of the hour uh, and uh, going to turn it over to Yazoo City Calling. I'd like to thank Tom Bray for engineering. Uh, and and any final words? Head downtown and check out the Townie Art Fair uh, Festival this uh, this evening at the Engels Mall. ATL's Music Tools Collection offers you a chance to get your hands on some very uncommon, unusual, and fun musical instruments. The Music Tools Collection features musical gear that you can check out from the library, from such noted manufacturers as Moog, Korg, Myla Dunkey, Bleep Labs, Chamber of Sounds, Critter and Guitari, and more. It's easy. All of this is available for no fee with your library card. If you don't have a card, stop by with your ID to get one today. Oh. Mm -hmm. 